Welcome to the Through These Gates podcast, the most rational Nebraska football show on the internet. I am your host, as always, Caleb Salvatore. Sorry we weren't here last week. I told you I was taking Michigan off because we were going to get killed. I was using it as a bye week. I had a lot of stuff to uh, catch up on. Um, wow. <laughs> Look, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, season's almost over. We're going to do it. I think Husk guys tweeted, they said, uh, they put it into perspective about as well as I, is better than I could. Uh, let me pull the tweet up here because it, it was so true. Uh, Husk guys on Twitter. Great, great. They've been around forever, like since the Polini era, probably before that. They said, this entire program is cursed. We can't just win. No fan base has ever experienced this in any sport, at any level, in any country. No other fan base has ever experienced this level of torture. And I think they're right. I really think they're right. Like, you could argue, like, the Dallas Cowboys fans, maybe? But, like, they've had some playoff trips. You know, they've had a couple years where they were almost there. Not just consistently blowing it. I've never seen a team... The choke runs so deep. Truly. The, 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 the ability to choke when the chips are on the table has run so deep. Their offense can't get more than five fucking yards on you the whole game, and then you melt your defense melts down on the last drive. And I knew it was coming. I knew when we got up 14-3, to turned over, and, you know, fiancé was asleep um, for the first half and then getting ready to go in the second half. So I was watching it with my dog. And I turned to my dog, and I said, you know, they're going to fucking blow it. And she looked at me confused like she always does, but she knew it too, you know? So it was just a complete meltdown. And I knew it was coming. I knew they were going to blow it as soon as they they got up by two scores. I knew they were going to blow it. It was too good to be true. Did Casey Thompson fuck one of the offensive linemen's girlfriends? The Every week that goes by, I think that could be more and more true. Because there's no way an offensive line could look as bad as Nebraska's offensive line does week in and week out unless they were actively trying to get their quarterback killed. That's what it looks like right now. It looks like this is intentional. And it also looks like you got an offensive coordinator in Mark Whipple not making accusations. It just If I didn't know any better, I would say he's been shaving points this year because that man calls plays like a spineless fucking coward, to put it lightly. An absolute pussy with his tail between his legs, like he's scared to make a mistake. Why do you even have a guy going out for a four-yard pass with 28 seconds left in the game, you absolute bumbling fat fool? Mark Whipple is the worst offensive coordinator I've seen. It's not even a question. The worst offensive coordinator I have ever witnessed. And remember, I lived through the Tim Beck era. I lived through the Sean Watson era. The worst offensive coordinator I've ever seen. Make Scott Frost look like an offensive genius. Horrible. Horrible. An absolute, fat, worthless, geriatric piece of shit calling place for this team. Obviously, the issues went way further than Scott Frost. I was wrong on that. I'll admit it. I was wrong. Obviously, they were way deeper than Scott Frost. There's some type of curse. I don't know who cut a witch off in traffic or, or what the deal is, but it... I Look, man, I, I talked a couple weeks ago about how I could probably see them keeping Joseph for continuity. 
I wouldn't blame the new whoever the new coach is. It's not going to be Mickey Joseph. Let's close the book on that. I'm not even going to speculate that it could be Mickey because if it's Mickey Joseph, I'm no longer going to be in wait and see mode. I'm going to be pissed. Mickey Joseph is not the answer. Seems like a great guy. Players love him. Good recruiter. Solid receivers coach. It's been abundantly clear that he is in way over his head. This is a full rebuild job, and we need someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. That's all there is to it. Mickey Joseph is not the answer. Sorry. The dick writing has to stop. Mickey Joseph is not the guy. So I, I, I wouldn't, I, if the new coach, whoever the new coach is, whether it's Matt Rule, whether it's Lane Kiffin, who I don't, I don't think it's going to be Lane, whether it's Lance Leipold, anybody, whoever it is, if they come in and nuke this entire staff, I won't blame them, and I'll completely understand. I won't be mad about anybody getting fired. Anybody. I think the best coach today was by far Bill Bush. Or, excuse me, the special teams. Also, did Nebraska not stretch? How many guys can you get hurt in a single game? There's got to be like a limit. <laughs> the Buford injury, hopefully Nelson's okay. Um, Wisconsin, I don't know. What, what was it? How did, I've never seen a player get thrown out of a game and then get another personal foul. That Wisconsin player. So that's got to be a first unprecedented I'm sure it's happened before but just I mean a complete train wreck on all regards all regards I mean look it's I've always said um I said against Purdue when your offense puts up more than 35 points you shouldn't lose the game right that's a two-way street when your defense holds someone to 15 points you shouldn't lose the game offense where were the where, where were the points where was it quarterback running for his life Horrible time management at the end of the game. Casey, this is not your first rodeo. Throw the ball away. Don't run for it for three yards and make us kill the last timeout. Like, uh, Casey Thompson looked like a good quarterback at Texas. I don't know what happened. It's like everyone that comes here, no matter how much success they've had somewhere else, just becomes an incompetent clown the second they set foot in Lincoln. Don't know why. Don't know how it happened. I can rant about the offensive line all day. They're worthless. They're worthless. It's the worst offensive line I've ever seen. They'd be better off with traffic cones. Just run 10 receivers. You might actually have more time without an offensive line. It's like the equivalent of, they say, the dog that lets the burglars in and shows them where the gold is. It's the same thing. The offensive, these offensive linemen might as well hold the defensive linemen's hands and walk them back to escort them back to the quarterback. It's pathetic. It's the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. I've never seen an offensive line this bad, and I've never seen an offensive coordinator as bad as Mark Whipple. Again, not accusing him of shaving points, just saying if I didn't know any better, that's what it would look like. I don't think he's shaving points. I don't think he's fixing games. I think he's an incompetent buffoon that thinks he's smarter than he actually is and calls plays like he's scared, calls plays to not lose instead of to win. It was all game. It wasn't just that last drive. All game. And I really think that's hindered the offense. I would love to see what Casey Thompson could do with an offensive line that could actually give him more than a, a that one thousandth of a millisecond to pet to throw the ball and an offensive coordinator who actually called plays to win the game, not to not lose or maybe to lose. That's what it looks like. Honestly, I would love to see it. Uh, let's do grades. Quarterback. I'm going to say incomplete running for his life the whole game. Can't I'm not going to give him a grade. 
incomplete. Running backs at C. Anthony Grant, again, did what he could with the worst offensive line in the history of football. Receivers at B. Trey Palmer looked okay. There was nothing egregious on the receivers. Martin had some nice catches. Same with tight ends, B. Offensive line, uh, Z. Z, not even an F. The worst performance I've ever seen. Every week they outdo themselves in terms of the worst performance by an offensive line as a unit that I've ever seen. And every week I'm more and more amazed at the ability of these absolute clowns and morons to get their quarterback, doesn't matter who it is, whether it's Thompson, Purdy, Smothers, doesn't matter, to get him killed. You could put Tom Brady behind this offensive line and he would look like a D3 quarterback. Doesn't matter who you have. Like, that's what I'm saying is they can go out and they can get Dylan Rayola or whoever, you know, the five-star quarterback. Doesn't matter. His uncle's offensive line is going to get him killed. Doesn't matter who you have behind this offensive line. They will not be a good quarterback because they have no time to throw the ball and they're constantly hurt. The worst offensive line I've ever seen. Rayola should be ashamed of himself. Ashamed of himself. He should go home and sit in the bathtub with a bottle of wine and cry himself to sleep that night because he is the worst offensive line coach I've ever seen. Makes Greg Austin look competent. Look like Bill Callahan. NFL Callahan, not Nebraska coach Callahan. The worst offensive line I have ever seen. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm not embellishing at all. It is pathetic. Rayola is a horrible coach. I said he was the worst hire we made, and it was the only hire that was going to matter over the offseason. Because if the offensive line couldn't get going, it wasn't going to matter what everybody else did. And I was right. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. I'm so, I'm just disgusted at how this team consistently chokes games away. It's like they're trying to lose. Ladies, if your man is a Nebraska fan, he's a keeper because it means you can put him through absolute hell for 20 years and he won't go anywhere. Just saying. And fellas, I mean, if your girl's a Nebraska fan, it's not, it's not a gender thing, right? Anyone can be a Nebraska fan. Jesus. Defensive line, I'd say B. I mean, honestly, the defense, the whole front seven, probably B, B-plus territory. The defense didn't look bad. Secondary, probably a B. Like, I really didn't think uh, special teams, B-plus. You know, like, I, I really didn't think the defense and special teams looked terrible. Again, you hold your opponent to 15 points. You should win the game. The defense is going to eventually get gassed, and that's not specific to Nebraska. You see teams, defenses that, that have played good all game will eventually melt down in that last drive because the offense gets a little bit of momentum going, you know, the whole clutch factor, and the defense is a little worn. They've played their hearts out the whole game for an offense that's not reciprocating it. You're not getting it back from the other side of the ball, and it burns you out. I get that. So, I mean, it's I, I'm not even going to hold it against the defense. Um, Coaching F, terrible, terrible performance. Mickey Joseph, not the answer. I don't know who is. I don't like anybody, honestly. Everyone's a roll of the dice, man. I know everyone's Matt Rule's the guy everyone's talking about right now, but I, I don't know. They're making the Saban comparison because Saban and, and Urban and all those guys couldn't do well in the NFL, and they, they, they're great in college. But when Saban went to the Dolphins and came back and started coaching at Alabama, what people don't realize is col the college football landscape did not change the same way that it did um, in the last couple years while Matt Rule's been out of the NFL. Matt Rule didn't have to deal with the whole NIL transfer portal, not to this extent at least, Um 
all this stuff. He, he didn't have to. He didn't have to navigate that landscape. It's the same thing as he reminds me a lot of Fred Hoiberg. Hoiberg did great in college. Went to the pros for a while. College landscape had completely changed by the time he got back, and he didn't adapt quick enough. And now, now you're Hoiberg's going to be gone too. We're going to be looking for a basketball coach too after this year. He may not even make it halfway through the year, honestly. And it's not a knock on Mickey Joseph as a receivers coach. It's just he's in over his head. He's got the only head coaching experience he has is NAIA. He might have some high school. I don't know. But it's not anything relevant. You need someone who's done a rebuild. And as tough of a pill as it may be to swallow, I know nobody wants him, but it may be Bill O'Brien. He may, he's not the permanent answer, but he may be the bridge guy. Listen, as bad as Nebraska is, there was there's never been a team in a worse spot than Penn State was after the, the Sandusky scandal. And he was able to crank seven wins out of that team to rebuild it pretty quick. And you can see where Penn State is now. Not saying he's the permanent answer, but he's gone and learned under Nick Saban. I know Bama fans bash him and all that. because, But again, you get some good assistance around him, an offensive coordinator who knows what the fuck he's doing. So not Mark Whipple. I think you'll be okay. Not world beaters, not playoff contenders, but at least you can start the rebuild and then you can go find the next guy. Maybe it's a Deion Sanders. Maybe he gets a little bit more experience. At this point, I think Sanders would probably be the most exciting. I don't know. Anyway, that's been the Through These Gates podcast. Uh, Make sure you like and subscribe, comment, let me know what you thought of the game. Who do you think is going to replace Mickey Joseph? Tell me in the comments. Share it around. Turn your notifications on. Follow my socials at Caleb Isn't Funny on Twitter and Instagram. Caleb Salvatore Comedy on TikTok. My main show, that's based on OutlawStreamers.com, Rumble, Spotify, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Every Saturday at midnight. They actually just dropped this morning. Go check it out. Talking news, politics, entertainment, gossip, all that fun stuff. Maybe a little sports every now and then. I think we talked about Tom Brady this week a little bit. Um, but yeah, so go check us out there. I've got tickets to verbal assault comedy roasts on December 3rd. I'll be running that. We only do that every couple months. Um, it's our best show. We save it. You know what I mean? We don't do it every month because people would get burnt out. It's roast battles. It's hilarious. It's mean. It's nasty, but it's in, it's all in good spirit and it's a fun time. So go check that out. I'll have tickets there. They do go fast because it's our biggest event. So make sure you go check it out. Um, and that's really all I got until next time. God help us all fire Mark Whipple. Thanks. Peace.